So you started your house buying journey and you're trying to figure out exactly what you should be looking at. Look no further than this episode. Today I'm going to cover the things you should be thinking about when you're scanning the market looking for your new home. From square footage to roofs and the yard for the kids to play in, I'm going to cover it all. House buying seems to be so stressful to most, but it really doesn't have to be. No matter where you are in the journey, I am confident you will take something away, giving you a new perspective to close on your next house stress-free. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Hey, what's going on? Hopefully everybody's having a great weekend. Uh, I appreciate everyone for joining in on the Financial Mirror today for the live stream. Um, As always, it's always a blessing to see so many people hopping on uh, to watch the live stream and then um, always, always a pleasure to see the amount of people that are, are tuning into the podcast every week. So the podcast comes out on Tuesday. It's a, uh, exact replica of the, of the live stream. Just, just gives you a chance to listen to it on the go. If you, if you don't have a chance to tune into the live stream, but, uh, I want to start off by, uh, saying that, that this has been a really good little, uh, I don't want to say series. It wasn't really planned on being a series, but it's kind of it kind of turns has turned into one as it's it's sort of been all about home buying and uh, it sort of all stemmed from the fact that it was, it was starting to become more evident that that homes were the reason that a lot of people were uh, struggling financially and it's normally in a home people are getting into homes that they cannot afford. Um, so I, I I want you to know that starting off with this whole entire thing, today's episode is what to look for when you are searching for a home. Um, but home buying, home buying should really be fun, right? It should be a very enjoyable thing. Uh, I think many times when this whole like home buying process starts, there's there tends to be a little bit of stress that that starts to creep in with it. Um, and I'm here to say that 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 shouldn't be the case. Like you shouldn't have stress, sort of filling in gaps in your in your home buying process. It should be fun. It should be exciting. You should be ecstatic when you finally close on that house. Um, last week I covered how much home can you afford? If you did miss that episode, I want to challenge you to go watch it because it does play a crucial role in the home buying process and fighting off the stress monsters that can creep in when that home uh, home buying begins. So go watch it. How much house can you afford? Um, and that, that, that'll really play a big role in um, you coming up with that number that, that shows this is how much house I can afford. So what I covered in that episode, it was to determine no questions asked top price that you will pay for a house. Once that number is established, you, that's when I tell you to start looking for a home. Cause let's be honest, home buying would be much less stressful if you were only looking at homes that you know you can afford when you filter out those homes that are sort of outside of your max price that will eliminate the need to see homes you can't afford and whenever you stop looking at those homes you can't afford you'll stop thinking about how you know like how can i afford this house i want this house well you know like you shouldn't have to think about that so go listen to that episode 
Uh, it will truly, truly, truly open up, open up your eyes to the fact that there is a top end price that you can afford for a home. And once you know that it does make home buying much less stressful. So once these ground rules are established, the home buying process is painless. Like it is absolutely painless. You literally get to shop around for the home that you're going to call yours. Uh, and this may take time. Uh, but because you know, you know, but waiting doesn't have to cause stress. Uh, just know that the right house will present itself, and you just have to you have to bear with it, bear with the process. So, to give some thoughts about what to look for in a home, I want to do an episode that covers that. I talked about a little bit of it last week on the uh, how much home can you afford episode. Uh, so today I'm going to go over some things to think about when you are ready to start that home buying process, and these will be applicable to everyone. Um, it's not just about if you're if this is your first home or second home. This is applicable to everyone, um, but there is going to be some specificity uh, that's going to be determined by you, and that's going to help drive a lot of what is discussed uh, in this episode. So. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor obviously is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So the first thing that I'm going to cover is understanding the property's condition. So uh, this whole entire episode has been broken down to three things. We're going to first understand the property's condition. We're then we're going to visualize the interior and then we're going to fall in love with the neighborhood. So um, first off, starting off with this whole thing, we're going to first understand the property's condition. The first thing I want to cover is probably the less glamorous of everything but it's definitely one of the most important aspects in the home buying process. You've got to understand the structure of the home to understand what it is that you're getting yourself into. So house size, house size is the first thing. And the house size is broken down into three categories, square footage, bedrooms, and bathrooms. This is an important aspect uh, that must be established and considered. And I'm going to cover each individually, but you've got to think about these, uh, as individual pieces, they sort of go hand in hand, but they're kind of, they all have their own role in understanding the house's size, right? Um, starting with square footage, this is much more important than some number, right? Um, it's commonly discussed, oh, what's the square footage of the house? And then you hear like a certain number and it's kind of arbitrary, right? Like you're like, oh, it's five, uh, fifteen hundred square foot. Okay. What does that mean though? What does, what does, what does that mean to you as a home buyer? And that's what I want you to know that 
your square footage is your level is how livable your house is, right? So I want you to think about this. I've got two up on the screen. If you're listening on the podcast, um, just know that there there's one there's one that looks uh, really small and one that looks really big. <laughs> um, but anyways, these are both two bed two bath home layouts, right? One's a sixteen hundred and fifty square foot. And one's a 928 square foot. They're both two bed, two bath, right? So when you think about it, you can you can obviously you can obviously see that the 900 square foot is not going to be near as livable um, as the 1650 square foot. But it's it's more than just the number, right? It's it's always more than just the number because when we're thinking about livability, when we're thinking about how you can live in this home. It still it still can provide housing for the same amount of people. So a two bed two bath. Let's say that's um, a husband wife and a, and one kid, right? Like let's say. But if you look at these two homes that are both providing housing for that same size family, you can see that the sixteen hundred fifty square foot house is just more spacious. You're not going to feel that you're that you're living on top of each other because the thing to keep in mind on this is that square footage allows for livability especially as a family home because you don't want to feel like you're living right on top of each other and that's how you have to look at this you have to look at square footage as livability that's how livable your home is that's how spacious as how how much gaps going to be between your living room and your kitchen that's how much you know ultimately that's that's how everything is in terms of um, how spacious, how, 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 how open of a floor plan that you would be able to have in that home. And this ties directly in the number two bedrooms and bathrooms, right? They go hand in hand and they're normally discussed together, bedroom and bathroom. Cause when you're standing, when you're starting the house buying process, you should already have an idea of how many bedrooms and bathrooms you need for your family. Right? So, um, once you have that determined, you're like, okay, you know, I've got uh, me and my me and my wife and two kids. Well, you know, that could be a three bed three bed home, or it could be a two bed home if you're gonna, you know, let them have a bunk bed. I mean, I don't know. So um, you got to determine that first, uh, and then the important thing to do when you're buying a home and you're going around and you're looking for homes is to filter out homes that don't meet that criteria and be specific. So you can see on here, I, I, on, if you're watching this live, you can see I went to Zillow, I went to the filter, I chose exact match and I only want homes that are three bed, two plus bath. Like I set that filter and now every home that, that pops up is going to fall in that filter, in that, in that sort of uh, filter criteria, right? And that's important because if, if I start looking around and I see homes that are four bedrooms or, or, you know, five bedrooms or whatever, and that's outside of my criteria, I could fall in love with those homes and they're now homes I can't afford, right? So set that filter criteria, look for number of bedrooms and bathrooms with the max value that you can pay for a home and only look at homes that meet your criteria. And that's the thing I wanted to bring up here because you got to you got to determine this in line with how much home you can afford. So 
Think about this now. Think about um, if you're currently or a family of four and you go with a three bed, two bath home. That's fine. But there's questions you have to ask with that. When you're trying to determine that there's questions you have to ask. Are the kids going to share rooms, right? Are they? Are you going to have a bunk bed in your room? Um, if you need a lower square footage, uh, three bed, two bath for cost. Now, will your kids get older and you and you start to, to f- sort of live on top of each other? Um, there's so much to think about. and It truly comes down to whatever your needs are. So think about it. Look at size of your family how much space you need to do the things that you want to do in your home and then go with that go with you know pushing forward on that home okay the next thing you want to think about is the yard so we've covered the square footage the bedrooms and bathrooms but you also want to think about the yard um and and this matters to almost every home buyer because i mean who wants to spend their time inside really uh very few so the part to consider when you're thinking about the yard is that the the bigger yard does provide more room for activities, right? Um, is, is this is a great episode, uh, a great uh, movie, Step Brothers. So much room for activities. Yeah, I don't I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, it's a great movie. Uh, however, the one thing to remember with the yard, so you do get all the room for activities, but uh, it does come with the cost of, of maintaining it, right? Landscaping it, cutting it. Um, you know, but, but those, that, that cost has a trade off to you and you've got to figure out what that is when it starts, when you start to think about the yard, um, when here you have to think about, you know, what you want in your backyard and this is going to help determine size. Do you want a pool, a hot tub, a patio, a built-in grill, a fire pit, no matter what, you know, your yard setup is important to meet your needs. And you've got to look at your specific needs and find homes that have the type of yard that you're looking for. Uh, and that's important, right? And then the last thing when you're looking at it from just understanding the property condition is you've got to understand the home structure. Um, there are tons of things to look into when you're, when you are starting the home buying process. Um, but what I've, what I wanted to highlight here is that there are some costly systems that are out there. Uh, things like the, the roof, the HVAC, flooding, water damage, mold, um, plumbing, exterior cracks, uneven floors, things of that nature. Those are things you want to look at whenever you are doing this home buying process, because it, these things are what's going to eat into your, the value that this home is going to bring, right? So if you're instantly buying a home that has a major foundation problem, you can see here on the on the screen foundation, uh, $40,000 ish to get that fixed. You don't want to buy a home that this has these high end cost repairs required. Um, these are all costly to fix. And normally they could show some underlying conditions in the home. Now, what I'm not saying is that if you walk into a home with a water spot on the roof that it has a leak problem however it if you walked into a home and had a water spot on the roof you would definitely want to look into it and you can do that through a home inspection so most home inspections can be about 250 to 350 dollars uh any home that you're wanting to buy you will want to get it inspected Uh, these inspections could easily identify issues 
uh, especially with some of those very costly systems to repair. So when you're home buying, you know these are going to be expensive repairs. And if they are needed, finding homes that limit the risk of repair is important. You don't want to buy a home knowing that one of these major risk uh, or one of these major repairs are needed or are highly likely to be needed. It's just going to give you more headache and make this whole home buying process more stressful. So as you can see, there's a lot goes into the assessment of the property's condition. But if you'll keep those things in mind, it will make the rest of the process easier from the beginning. So understand the property's condition and it will go a long ways in helping you find a home that meets what you want to see in your home, right? Like it will help you find and meet all the criteria that you need uh, for for it to, to meet all the criteria um, for you and, and, and your family. So the next thing is you've got to visualize the interior. And I wanna start off this by saying, don't focus on minor cosmetic details, please. Don't focus on paint. Don't focus on furnishings. Don't focus on flooring. Don't focus on landscape. All this stuff you can quickly change fairly easily. And these shouldn't be deal breakers for a home. If you're looking at it on the screen, you can see this kitchen before and after. And it's totally, totally different, right? Total upgrade. But this is the exact reason I say don't focus on minor cosmetic details. If there's a certain thing that you want, if it has enough room to put that, like for this for this one, uh, this kitchen in this image, you can see the kitchen was a pretty pretty basic kitchen, you know, countertops, uh, cabinets, you know, pretty basic. And then they upgraded it. They stuck the island in the middle. Uh, they did all new stainless steel appliance. Like, I mean, they, they upgraded this kitchen. If you, if they wanted that Island, don't, if you wanted an Island and you saw that kitchen, I mean, don't count it out instantly because it doesn't already have it. And we're going to get to that in a second, but don't count things out instantly because they don't have everything that you need. You've got to visualize the interior. And I really mean visualize the interior. Don't, it's not going to look exactly like you want. And because I mean, you didn't build the home. If if you built the home, you could have everything put and placed exactly the way you want it. But none of the homes, unless you're building one, none of the homes are going to look exactly the way you want them. So uh, that's why I'm saying visualize how you could make this setup when you walk into a house look exactly like you would want. If it's going to take practically redesigning everything, that's probably not the floor plan that you're looking for. Um, and you, you've got to you've got to just take it and say, OK, how can I make this work? If, if you can't make it work, move on to the next house. There's a ton of other houses. But if you can start to try to try to figure out how much would it cost me to get this looking exactly like I want it and then go from there. So the next thing and this is a hard one when you're starting to think about visualizing interior, but you've got to you've got to be able to look past the seller's belongings. So if you walk into a house and the seller, you know, sometimes you're, you know, you may be walking into a house that the seller has already moved out of and it's empty. Uh, that that ha comes with its own set of problems because it can become hard to visualize, you know, how the home is set up when there's nothing in it, right? It can, it can that that has its own set of problems. But uh, specifically, when you're walking into a home that 
that the seller has not moved out of, it can it can be tough to look past how they had it set up, how their furniture looked, um, because you know you you got it. It's kind of hard to put your imagination cap on when people are looking when you're you're standing in a living room and it looks like this on a picture. It's kind of hard to put your imagination cap on and start to visualize how you can make this home look, how you can make this home set up. Um, but you know, you've got to figure it out and it's not easy. It's truly not easy. But if you'll look past this, if you'll look past the seller's belongings, you'll look past the, the interior that currently the way it looks and you take a home as a blank work of art, you will better assess how that home will look once you're moved in and you make the minor modifications that are needed for, for that home to be yours. Right. Uh, because getting a home that has everything you want, uh, what, what I will be called like a move in ready home, right? That, that, that could cost you. So, uh, move in ready homes cost more, like they're going to cost you more. Um, if, if you can find a home that's perfectly move in ready, uh, has everything the way you want and meets your price, throw in an offer. Like, I mean, like it's like, those are hard to find, but a home, you know, considered moving ready when it's just that it's ready for you to walk in, set your stuff up and get to living. Like, like that's it. Homes that offer this could cost more than your budget and that's okay. You can still get the, what you want in a home, but look for homes in your budget first that meet most of what you want in a home. And that's, that's the part that I want to, to hit on is you've got to focus on potential, the potential to be renovated, to make it exactly like you want. This is going to allow you to get into a home, save for the renovations, complete them as you save up the money to do it. And that can be a much better route than paying, you know, 50,000 plus interest more for a house that is, has everything exactly the way you want that. I mean, and you could have probably paid $10,000 in renovations, no interest, right? Cause you're saving the money and you're paying for it as you go and make the modifications to a home that's going to end up having everything you want, right? Don't look, go for potential and don't go for perfection right here. Okay. Go for potential. Look for, look for a potential in a home and, and go with that. Don't go with something that you're looking for. This has to be perfect right now. You can see interior is more about potential. Get creative look at how houses can fit with what you want to see in a home and go with that. That's, that's the way forward. That's the process to get you in a house. You're going to be happy with because the most important thing you can do to get into a house and be happy is to be in a house you can afford. And all of these things are things you can look at. And I'm hoping I'm just giving you a different way of looking at them. So you can look at it and say, okay, I can give up this. I can put my money into this. And then all of a sudden, I'm, I'm going to end up having a house that I want. And it's actually going to be better than the one that cost me 50,000 plus. Cause I get to, I get to design this countertop the way I want it. I get to design this bathroom the way I want it. I get to design everything in this house just the way I want it. And that's important. That's important. Especially when you're, you're, you're putting down, you know, money on a house that, that adds up to be one of your biggest purchases that you'll ever make in your life. So the last part, 
is you've got to fall in love with the neighborhood. So I said this in last week's episode, but I think it's good to say it again. Buy a cheaper home in a better neighborhood. And it's only because of what comes with the neighborhood. Uh, it does give you a, a, a slightly better chance for upside growth in the home. Um, but it to me, it's more about it will allow better access to some of the things that I'm about to cover. So it's just going to give you better access to um, things like schools, right? Uh, so quality education is something that all families want. They want to be able to get their kids into great schools. So you've got to fall in love with a neighborhood knowing that this neighborhood is going to put your kids in a better school. And this matters, uh, not just to you, but to any potential buyer that you're possibly, possibly going to sell to in the future. Getting your kids into a good school system is great, regardless if your kids are at school age yet or not. You can see right here on the screen, this is straight off of Zillow. Uh, under great schools, you can go to great schools as, as like a Google search and find it. Uh, but these pull straight out and you want to look for schools that are rated really good. You do because most parents are looking at the exact same things. And this one's straight off of Zillow. But if there's, there's obviously multiple places that you can research and, and, and look up uh, the quality of a school before you, you buy or purchase a home in that area. Uh, and this is one of the top reasons that people buy homes in certain areas. Uh, parents do research constantly on school systems, and um, and and you know they, they look at multiple sources, determine if a school district you're buying a home in is one that is highly sought after. And yes, even if you don't have kids, schools matter. The next person you sell your home to may uh, have kids and and want to buy a home in a better school. It gives you a better potential buyer in the future. Safety is the next one you can see on the screen. This is crime rates, um, but it is another important aspect to think about in terms of the safety of that neighborhood that you're falling in love with. There are many websites out there that can give you crime data for an area, and this is important to look into because your home should feel safe and secure to you. When you walk through the doors of your home, you should have comfort knowing you're safe. I mean, you just put a lot of money into this house. You should feel comfortable when you walk through the doors of a home and safety really does go much further than you because you have to think about your kid's safety. Uh, is the neighborhood safe enough for your kids to, you know, go have fun outside, go shoot ball on, on the driveway. Um, or is this one of those that you're, you know, a neighborhood that you're not even going to want your kid to walk to the mailbox or, or pull the trash can in, uh, without you having to stand in the window and watch. Um, you, you know, one of the, the ways to determine the safety in addition to online data is just visit the neighborhood multiple times, uh, different times of the day, even, and this is going to allow you to, to get a good feel for the neighborhood. Uh, you can see in this picture, like uh, the, the one, this is the same, same spot, same picture. One looks more creepy than the other, right? Go look in your neighborhood, go look at night, go look in day. Go look on a weekday, go look on a weekend, like go look at multiple times of the day, multiple different days of the week to see exactly how this neighborhood looks at any particular time. And that's important. Um, this does get you a good feel for the neighborhood and it will allow you to feel a lot more confident in your purchase when you are closing on a home. And the last thing that you have to do when you're falling in love with the neighborhood is you've got to think about your commute, right? Uh, you got to think about, you know, what's it going to, what's your commute to work going to look like? Because the commute matters. If you drive an hour one way to work, 
that's two hours you're sacrificing every single workday, right? So what could you do with two extra hours every single day? A lot, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of things that you could do with an extra two hours a day. If you have a spouse, you may not work in the same area. So this is something else that you've got to think about when you're you're purchasing a home. Uh, will one of you have a, a shorter commute than the other? If if that's the case, will the person with a shorter commute cook dinner every weeknight? And you cook dinner on the weekends when you don't have to drive to work. These are conversations that you have to have. And they have to be had because the commute will take a lot out of someone. Driving a long ways to work and then working and driving back, you could not arrive back home in the best, you know, best mindset to try to throw together this this five-star dinner for you and your family. So think about the commute. Have those conversations. It's very important that you understand everything that goes in to buying the home from from the school system to the the neighborhood or or to the the crime rates to the the commute to work. You've got to think about all of these things. So you can see property condition, visualizing the interior, and falling in love with your neighborhood are the three most important things that you need to consider when you start thinking about home buying. So in closing, what I want to leave you with is this. I covered a lot of data, and that, that was a lot of data, right? The important thing for you to do now is review exactly what I covered and rank these items, right? Because if you're married, doing this with your spouse is important. Once you have like this ranked list, you need to determine out of everything that I talked about, what's important to you? Does commute not matter? Well, maybe that's a three, if the most important thing is school and the second most important is crime or those are you're like, wow, I need perfect schools and no and low crime. We'll go for it. you just don't have a three in that case. You've got to look at everything and rank your list. You can use this to determine importance and this will help you in deciding which homes meet more of your criteria. As I started with home buying is supposed to be enjoyable. And you should be happy about the homes you're purchasing uh, because the whole goal of home is to make memories with you and your family. So don't create extra stress uh, on yourself by, you know, buying a home more than you can afford. Buying a home that doesn't meet all your criteria. That brings me to my final thought. In addition to ranking everything, you know, one to ten, you also need to make a list of needs and wants. You got to have a list of those things that you absolutely need in a home and those good, nice to haves, right? Those wants that you have. Because this will be a perfect way to quickly filter through houses. If a house doesn't have one of your needs, don't look at it. Move on. I don't care if it has some of your needs and these cover your needs better than any other house. Or, 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 you know, one of your needs better than any other house. If it doesn't have all of your needs, don't even look at it. If it, if, you know, if it does have all of your needs, add it to a list. Then start going through and seeing how it ranks up against some of the others. Because this list could be as long or as short as, as you need it to be. It could have a ton of needs or, or, or very few needs. But you've got to write those down. You've got to ensure that when you're buying a home, that it meets all of the criteria that you want to see in a home. Right. 
Um, and, and it's very important just to make sure that it's, it's all inclusive of everything that you actually need, because when you buy the home and you have something that you can, you can pair it up against, you can sort of take the emotion of house buying out of it because you can write down in a very clear mind and don't let this beautiful, you know, granite countertop kitchen with beautiful appliances that won't, that won't sway your opinion to buy this house when it only has one of your needs, right? So if you are ready to take control of your finances and ensure your finances are set up to buy a home, you need someone to sit down with you to build out your personal plan to financial freedom. A financial coach could be what you need. So go to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash contact, fill out the contact form, and I will be in touch with you. We'll touch base and we will get you your free consultation to get you on your path to financial freedom or home buying or whatever your financial goal is. And then finally, if you do want to give a little extra dose of support to the stream, uh, just go over to the financialmirror.org forward slash merch and grab you some awesome financial mirror gear. So I truly appreciate everyone tuning in, listening. Um, I really hope that this this covered a lot of those questions because house buying is 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 not straightforward. It's, it's a it's a very um, specific to each individual's sort of needs and wants, right? So I was hoping that this episode would just give you a simple guideline. And say, okay, what do I need to look at? Like, what's the things that I have to look at? And just give you a baseline to go through. And if you can go through those things that I covered. From understanding the property conditions to visualizing the interior to falling in love with the neighborhood, you will buy a home that you will be happy with. So, like I said, I appreciate everyone listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share. If you are listening to this on a podcast, thank you. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review and a written comment. Those truly do go a long ways. Uh, Until next week, peace. Continue controlling the one thing you can control yourself. Have a good one. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.